Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Comics Unlimited. My name's Ted Davies, and today we are going to be talking about before comic books, right when the adventure comic strips came about in the early part of the 20th century. Um, Hal Foster, this guy, uh, this Canadian, was so um, impactful and influential to so many people, and we really need to see exactly what he was all about and show you who was inspired by this guy. Just an amazing, amazing person. Be back in a second. Welcome to the Comics Unlimited podcast. With your hosts, Glenn B. Fleming and Ted Davis. Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to Comics Unlimited podcast. My name is Ted Davies. I am an artist and author, best known for my books, Retrieve and Grim 101 book series and Comics Unlimited. Who's the guy next to me? It's me again. It's Glenn Fleming. I'm the <laughs> co-publisher of this wonderful magazine, of which number 11 has just gone live on Amazon, which you can get. And I'm also the author of this, My Trips to Jack Kirby's House, and you get a DVD with it. Fantastic Contact book. Contact me and yep. I'll send you one. Awesome. And you'll sign it too, right, if they I, request it? I will sign it, yeah. Of will, yeah. Absolutely. Um Today's a pretty good show, man. I'm looking forward to it. We're, uh, mm. you know, Hal Foster was, uh, again, I I didn't know his name from Adam uh, really until I really started going into comics and that years ago. But um, Prince Valiant is probably the best thing that he's known for. Um, most people that would remember growing up, uh, at least in Detroit, I know, uh, every Sunday that, that strip would be in there. And it was uh, it was just an amazing uh amazing visually tr a treat because you the details that went into the yeah. the comic was just incredible i mean <laughs> just incredible it's something that a lot of people are based they base their ideas off of oh you know it's detailed like prince valiant you know you see as far as i'm aware uh prince valiant wasn't printed in the in the newspapers over here mm. but i have seen sort of collected editions and things like that and obviously seen his artwork through the years but i, I do remember there was a lot of his tarzan work which i believe he worked on before prince valiant in correct the, in, the, in correct. the mid 30s i think it was a late eight, late 20s mid 30s right um and he, he he's i've said this before he reminds me his, his work not his style but the way he works reminds me of people like neil adams and uh, mm. uh barry smith he's, he's an illustrator he's not a comic yeah, incredible but, incredible but talent yeah, but a wonderful artist, yeah. Uh, we want to thank uh, John Cashman from Cashman's Comics, too, for sponsoring the show. Uh, check out everything that John's doing in Bay City. Say hi to Petey the Guard Dog. Been there 26 years, not Petey, but John has, and it's uh, it's been great. Been a great run. If you need any comics, uh, any graphic novels and that, including my work, too, check out John Cashman at CashmansComics.com. All right. And then also, since we're uh, talking about our publication today, I'm going to leave that uh, running, uh, scrolling there. You guys can check everything out on the Amazon page, uh, Glenn B. Fleming's Amazon page, to buy your Comics Unlimited. Uh, it is in, uh, it's in print now. So pick one it'll up for be, the holidays. You know? And it'll be uh, up as an ebook in the next couple of days as well. Yeah. Yes. So if you are 100, uh, 100 pages, it's crazy. There's some, there's some fantastic stuff in there. 
I think it's the best one yet. So yeah, best one yet. let's say hi to everybody. we got Carl and Donna in the house. we got Russ here. we got a few other people that are coming in now on uh, StreamYard. Eric Hawkins is in town. Uh, hello, uh, or at least in town in the, in the show. So, all right. So let's get to, uh, let's get to this book. We wanted to, I, I was, uh, gifted this book. Um, it's basically, it's a, it's a rundown of, um, uh, how Foster's life. Uh, it's a, it's a box. If you want to call it a box set or box, <coughs> you can see that or not. Yep. Did a beautiful job with this. We're going to go through it. A lot of it, um, like we're talking off camera, a lot of this, uh, the first probably quarter, if not half, is all about his life growing up in Halifax and Winnipeg. I'm not going to get into that too much. We're going to go through it. You and I will talk um, about it a little bit more. Um, but what I wanted to do before I, I, I take this dust cover, this dust jacket off, I wanted to read you a couple things on this. Let me bring this up here. So a few people that he he inspired. Let's talk about how who inspired uh, him over the years. So Neil Adams says one day there will be a movie worthy of Hal Foster, the man whose work I had to better myself to be or to see. Excuse me, John Buscema. I got into the adventure strips, especially Hal Foster's Prince Valiant and Tarzan. I would cut them out and save them. Foster's Tarzan was absolutely beautiful. I loved it. Uh, let's see. Barry Windsor Smith. I thought you might like that one. Yeah. Uh, Harold's uh, Harold Foster, which Hal Foster work is from another era. One where art and craft were forms of truth. He was a master. Let's see. Wally Wood says, I've been influenced by many people, but by... My main influence was Hal Foster. I mean, it goes, I mean, Jim Warren and Thomas Yates also, and then uh, Charles Bess also has a few things that they wrote about him on the back too. But just to give you an idea of the the caliber of um, people that have, were just, it was amazing to see how many people were inspired by this guy. Beautiful book, by the way. Thanks again to uh, Pete Ryan for gifting me this book. Um this is a, a limited production series. Uh, this is number 529 of a thousand uh, illustration. I mean, the, the, the just the, the binding, everything on it is just beautiful. You can see Wally Wood in there, can't you, with that line? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Or maybe you can see uh, Hal Foster's in Wally Wood. Yeah. 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 Um, Brian M. Kane and James Bama uh, put this book together. So, uh, and they're both have, uh, both their signatures are there, which is pretty sweet. Uh, like I said, we're going to go through it kind of quickly in the beginning, and then we're going to get into the meat potatoes of it all. Uh, we'll come back to the, uh, the comments here in a couple minutes here. Um, Hal Foster, the Prince of Illustrators, father of the adventure strip. So, I think, you know, like we said before, I think that he was the beginning of what a comic book is all about. We talked about, um, before we get into the book, let me, let me throw a couple of these up. A lot of these books that we, uh, at least I grew up reading in that were spawned off of this comic strip. And this isn't his art, but this gives you an idea of the, um, uh, 
you know, potential what happened. I mean, it, it kind of snowballed into this, you know, trillion dollar industry. I mean, comic books, you know, how many people are affected by comic books? They don't even know about it, you know, but to give you an idea of what, um, none of this was, uh, uh, none of this was around in the days. And this is back in the twenties is what we're talking about. He was born, I think in the early 1900s. 1905 or you know 18, 18 1892 he was thank, born thank you and um he uh he was born in halifax so he he's from uh he's canadian or he was canadian um but it just gives you an idea of and this this is a big one uh dc ended up sending him a letter uh and like i said i'm not going to go through all of these but to give you the uh, concept of who he was and how he managed to get to the point where he was um, recognized by Hollywood and by a lot of socialites and that it's pretty remarkable, especially from his beginnings. Um, is that his, is that his dad there? It is. This is, wow. uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> his like a, dad looks like a Russian czar, doesn't he? Right. Right. He was actually, a, um, he was, he was a lack of a better word, a sailor, but he, he was a, one of the eight survivors of a shipwreck. Um, but he was like, this is a lifelong you know, mission for him. He was, that was his dad. He was, he was always, uh, on board a boat, so to speak. So, um, but you know, they, again, you guys can get in, you can look this up on YouTube and then and see what he's all about. But just to give you an idea of, uh, I don't think that they were, they were broke, uh, but they went through a lot during the depression and everything else. As many people did, there were a lot of things that happened, uh, in the course of his life that affected, uh, financially him. Uh, one of which his dad, um, they ended up moving to Winnipeg, which from Halifax to Winnipeg is like a whole nother world. I mean, you've got the ocean right off your front door, literally. And then you go to Winnipeg, which you, if anybody knows, Winnipeg is not by the ocean. So, yeah, um, the, the frozen wasteland. Right. There's a lot of things in this, too, that uh, he talks about um, in Canada, how how he didn't know about hunting and fishing until after they moved to Winnipeg. But before they moved, they had to stay in a hotel. I guess they sold the house or I don't think they lost the house. They might have, but um, they sold the house and his father during that month or whatever that they ended up um, waiting to move because they were, had to move by train and everything. Right. He ended up having um, his dad taught him how to fish, how to hunt he and his brother. So they had their, at least, some type of um, skills before they got to the out to the tundra, you know, um, and that that really changed him for for a lot of things. He, he for the better. One of the things that I don't know if you knew this about him, but uh, he was going to be a boxer, and wow. I I did not, you know these these are his um, cartoons of it, but because he was um, a, not shy, but he was very uh, quiet, um, observant. Uh, he would get picked on. He get picked on a lot. So he was talking about how boxing became a uh, uh, not just a survival technique, but also he was going to be that's what or is going to make his first million is what he was planning on doing. And then he like started so drawing. Many. You know what's that? Like so many. Right. Um, one of the things that he did do though, and this is one of the things that's kind of I, not ironic, but it's just kind of a. Can you see that okay? Can you see yeah. the side? Do you yeah. want me to put more light on it? Or no, it's okay. Okay. So one of the first things he did um, after saving his hands from boxing was 
he got into detailed um, corset drawing. So he wow. would he would sell these corsets uh, through the catalogs. And that's who drew them was Hal Foster. So he had to be detail oriented enough to where it would have to be the same thing that the women received in the mail if they didn't or at the wherever at the general store. And they, if they didn't, he would get in trouble and, you know, they weren't selling the proper things. So his his eye for detail was honed through that, through the through tapestry and through uh, lace, if you want to call it that. But, yeah, uh, interesting stuff. And you can see this in his you know, you can see the detail work in his uh, in his drawings. I mean, throughout. I wonder, I wonder if he drew them from models. I don't know. Wouldn't I? <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? Um, yeah. But anyway, it's the the first part of the book talks about their travels and their and how he started documenting. You know, he didn't really journal. Wow. He he drew, Look and that, that was that's you know I I can totally understand that because I mean I write but. I, I get that documenting it from a standpoint of uh, he and his buddy Eric or whatever, how they went through. It, it was almost like Lewis and Clark. It looked, it reminded me a lot of this, you know, the, a lot of the, yeah. uh, and he did it, he did it from memory and he, it, it's really quite remarkable. And then he kept the, he kept them, which is great because a lot of the artwork, you know, a lot of us have had, it goes to the wayside, you know, we throw it yeah. out or our parents yeah. don't keep it. Um, but they Look did. Wow. I mean, how about that? Huh? This kind of reminded me of uh, that, uh, what you did with your dad's book. Oh, yeah, with a sniper, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, the I, yeah. yeah, I thought that when I saw it. If you guys yeah. haven't seen that book, you should check it out on on uh, Glenn's page, too. That book's really remarkable. Um, but again, I, I don't want to get too lost in these. Uh, I just really just wanted to show you what he, what his uh, his scope was, because he really did some amazing, amazing things. So, so Some how, cartoon, old is, how old is he at this point? I think he's a teenager. He's a teenager at this point. Uh, um, yeah. Some of these what, are later, under, but underlines but, what I always say about this practice thing. This guy's got talent. Yeah, right, you know? right. He had a he had a definitely there was a given talent there. Uh, and then uh, talks about his wife Helen. Uh, some of the and again, I don't I want to get too much into this. You guys can check this out. Wow. Um, when, was, when was this book published, Ted? Uh, this one, good question. I do not know. I, I have to check that out. Let's see what we got here. Uh, sorry, guys, I should have had this ready. Is it should be there on at the bottom on the left? Is it 1980 yeah. something? Is it 1984? It says or something. I'm sorry, I can't halfway see. down copyright. Just go edition. Go right up to the top of that, uh, not the page, but that par those paragraphs and the small left. Keep going, keep going. Up, 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 up. 2001. 2001, wow. Yeah, yep. So, sorry guys, should have checked that out. Little delay in it. No worries, brilliant. Um, but again, it goes through his family history and, and what they what they dealt with, which was, and I mean, that's great and everything. And then you could see, let me show you some of the work that he did in this. Check these things out, man. Look at that. Check that out. And these are the these are the engravings that he did uh, for for certain companies. He did um, amazing stuff. I mean, the detail work is just incredible, just incredible. I wonder if he did that outline for that frame for that picture. I don't know. It's again, I, these are and then look at this. I mean, oh, just incredible. So let's talk about. Okay, so he gets to Winnipeg. He ends up going to the university there uh, in art school. 
in the middle of which was remarkable <coughs> i thought it meant to be you know it was a meant to be yeah. thing yeah um after graduation he ends up uh i mean and then here's <clears> some of the automotive stuff i was telling you about incredible we uh, just incredible stuff his his scope was just amazing it's fabulous um, right and it reminds me a lot of uh, a little bit of norman rockwell in a, in a lot yeah. of ways but yeah. um this is the era but uh got it <laughs> a lot of the um that's okay a lot of the um the things with this he ended up riding his bike <laughs> just, just a minute all right gone again carry on sorry you just carry on no, if it rings again no problem just, just carry on. no problem so he was riding his bike from winnipeg all the way to chicago so he rode like 1300 miles to go find work which is crazy he ended up going to find work and he had uh he had, I think it was um, a couple different jobs, but he ended up landing a job with a newspaper or with, excuse me, with a, uh, not a newspaper, with one of the uh, art companies there, graphics companies. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that's how he started. That's how he started his gig. He ended up having a, a lucky break though, because there was a newspaper man that wanted um wanted to kick up readership and he figured that if he had an opportunity to find a <clears throat> uh to find a uh i guess character that everybody knew yeah um and they wrote stories weekly that they could kick up subscription rates and wow. so he did and that was the start of what we'd call what we said uh was it tarzan if i'm not mistaken yeah and he so he ended up building that and this is early on this is really early early what 1920s 1928 right so right before the depression right right yep. before so he did that and uh it i mean he he did a few different things but before prince valiant but that was the main thing that kind of got him into this world if you want to call it that of these adventure strips it was so successful i mean it was so successful that the uh that if I'm not mistaken, um, Hearst got involved, and that's when Prince Valiant was yep. initially. And they also gave him that unique. Hearst gave him that unique uh, deal uh, contract, fifty-fifty. Incredible well, money, unprecedented. You know, right? It must have. Uh, was, uh, he got paid one hundred and fifty dollars a week plus royalties, if I'm not mistaken, and yep. plus co-ownership of the copyright, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah crazy you know the the details in that again you can find it on youtube but um one of the things because he was canadian uh the royal mounties uh he did a lot of different work for the natural um uh the nature society in that which you know he was kind of he was a scout in some respects he would go out and scout and then he was he, he kind of cut it up to i don't know I, mean, I didn't read about this we ate a but um <laughs> he was kind of a cut up too so i don't know he you know, there's a lot of things in this that, um, again, the book itself is is quite remarkable. This was actually one of the first of the Prince Valiant. Let me bring this up here that he did that actually got him the gig, um, which is it's an incredible, incredible piece of art. And the other thing that I learned too is that some of these pieces took him a week to do. If you remember the Prince Valiant, um, 
uh, sections in that. This is uh, Tarzan, but some of them, I mean, you see the size. This was the size of the paper that he uh, that he ended up doing. And I think this was a Tarzan. Uh, but again, you're back to the board here again with uh, like Jack Kirby. <laughs> if you yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And he's got his white uh, overcoat yeah. on yeah, look at his, that. Ink, his anchor <laughs> coat. So because you had to dress up, you know, you had to dress up in a suit, which is pretty. Could you imagine dressing up in a? I mean, I remember being in office in suits and that drafting. But could you imagine? I mean, today dressing up in a suit to go <laughs> draft. Really. I mean, this is nuts. <laughs> I mean, you could probably do it if you. I I don't know. I shouldn't say that because you know drafting now is a little is a lot different than it used to be. I mean, on you know, a computer, it's completely. Um, you don't have to worry about. Um, pencil shavings or ink or anything like that, you know, but back the, then, God, it must've been crazy. The thing, thing in that photograph there, when he's got like, the overall thing on, yeah. Is he at home or is he at work? I think he's probably, I think he always worked from home. If I'm not so, mistaken. So, so that just shows you the time, doesn't it? Where he's got his suit on and he's sitting in his studio. Yeah. Right. His pajamas on, couldn't he? Exactly. <laughs> or maybe he does under that, that coat. One of the things that he did that was quite, um, remarkable too is and you and i understand this and i know other artists will too he brought in three dimensions into the format because a lot of comic strips in that didn't have yeah. this 2d they only had a 2d element yeah uh white background black line he brought in the, the stylized you can see a lot of mike mcnola in this a lot of kirby in this uh frank versetta uh, uh, in this, you can see a ton of it. Do you know what it is? You know, you know why that is? That's because he's an illustrator, not a, correct, not a, not a cartoonist. And and that that's that's especially that, that, what's wrong? Nothing. I'm reading Russ's comment. Go ahead. I'm oh, listening. go on. What's he saying now? He said, "I have a wetsuit on now." Okay, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> While he's drawing, okay. Um, go ahead. I'm listening. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, He's an so, illustrator. But you're illustr he is an illustrator, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why it took him so long to do these. I mean, it is incredible detail and fa fantastic. To his, uh, not to his detriment, yeah. but to his benefit, to everybody's yeah. benefit. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. But even you know, simple, you know. Do you know what he has in his work? I mean, look at every panel. Every figure has weight. Yes, yes. You know, there's, there's look, substance that, to each one of them. I mean, that Tarzan even, looks like he weighs 12 stone, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, don't know how many pounds that is. Can't work that one out. And then they did have a live actor that uh, he did obviously work from. Um, so yeah, he did, but he did a lot of these type of things too, though. I mean, a lot of the illustration, like you were saying, it's it's remarkable the amount of work that he did. On, does on it, a lot does of it mention how long it took him? I know, I know, you said it took him a week to draw Prince Valiant, but like that, like that. Pre, just go back a page. Yeah, that that's uh, those firemen guys there. I wonder how long that illustration took him to do. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I was getting the impression these guys are knocking fifteen of these out a day. You know, yeah, because they I, do. They do so much work. And I don't think that. Uh... I, I, it's like, I mean, remember Kirby, what he did. I mean, he was pushing yeah. out page after page after page. Yeah. You know, um, some of the, once we get into the, uh, the King Arthur's and what was cool about what, what he did too, is he brought in when he did the King Arthur's court, uh, 
myth and everything else. He talked about Vikings coming to the U.S., uh, you know, yeah. things that were not talked about in mainstream history. Yeah. And he talked about and they were all backed up by fact. And then yeah. now it's now it's understood that we had Vikings here in the U.S. 1200, you know, 1200 years ago, whatever it was, well, well before Columbus, you know. Yeah. Um, but he wrote about that and he got a lot of flack for it. He says, hey, listen. You're not reading the right books, man. You need to go and look at all of the histories, not just what, you know, what they want you to read. Look at that. But look at that little section that on the Here? left hand page, right down yeah. at the bottom, what it says there about what they're paying him. Uh, United Feature uh, relented and eventually gave Foster an extra $25, raising his rate to $125 per page. Um, okay. And it talks about the damage. He had some, okay. obviously, and here you go. You've got classic. Uh, still classic problems with the powers that be and so, the people that yeah that? so that so that's before prince prince valiant correct and they did so prince this is valiant, right before so this is mid 30s yep so 20 years later in the mid 50s kirby i think was getting 35 to 50 dollars a page yeah so it gives you an idea later so the, the power that he had yep Pretty remarkable stuff. Um, and he's there again with his tie on, doing his. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's a smoker's jacket. Oh, he's got a smoker's jacket good. on, and yeah, he looks. Uh, yeah. Uh, see that? See that uh, chair next to the desk? I thought it was yeah. a gate stopping you going. Yeah, in. right. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, now we're getting into some of the meat. So it says Prince Valiant and Merlin from the 1946 edition of the famous artists and writers of uh, King features syndicate uh, or featured uh, syndicate provided courtesy of the Ohio. Oh, so I want to tell you about this. So Michigan state's got a huge collection of comic books here and huge collections. So it's one of the best in the world of vintage comics. And I mean, it's incredible. Uh, Ohio state, um, their cartoon department or their illustration department is unbelievable. Their archives are incredible. This came from that archive in Ohio, uh, Ohio University. But I mean, look at the, I just love it. Just absolutely love it. Sorry, we're kind of ignoring you guys. We don't mean to be. Um, we want to make sure that we, we talk a little bit more about, um, this is, uh, William uh, Hurst. So yeah. I've been to Hurst Castle. Amazing place. Did you end up going out there when you went to California? Uh, no, I had a story about that. I asked, I asked Bob if we could see it, and he said, oh, it's off, off the main highway. I, I don't want to go up there. So we, we Oh, didn't my Lord. Yeah. You missed out, dude. Yeah. You'll have to do it when you come over your, yeah. to the States. Now, he went to Topeka, Kansas for a while. I don't know. I didn't get into all that, but he vacationed there, which I thought was kind of weird. But that's that's cool. I mean, if you're going to go someplace, why go to Topeka? But whatever. I'm sure it's beautiful there. Um, OK, so we're getting into a lot of the I mean, I see a ton of different. I mean, Mike Magnolia, yeah. especially. I mean, this this I whole. Can, yeah, I can see Frank um, Frank Bellamy in there with the black, white, yes. black, white, black, yes. white. It's just beautiful, isn't it? It is. Uh, and again, this is what took him almost a week to do. And I yeah. get that. One of the cool things, too, that he did um, in a lot of this, and I'll go through it once we get to the color section of it. Um, he actually talked, like I said, he was quite a cut up. He did. He goofed around quite a bit, but um, he actually. When he laid the 
Prince Valiant things out, he did them in color. <clears throat> and he made the he made the printers follow his lead as close as they could, really? which was unheard of back then. Yeah. Um, a lot of the guys didn't do that. So uh just it almost looks like there's no outline on these. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's amazing. But a lot of people, he became quite the uh the you know the World War II drive bonder for the you know what I mean for he was yeah. crazy what uh I love that piece. Wow. One of the best things about the Valiant strip, as we'll see in a moment, is that he, he didn't use word balloons, did he? He used no. uh, captions no. for the narrative, and he wouldn't didn't use word balloons. So this this next page is uh, really why I wanted. This is important because it's it's something that we talk a lot about here. Um, yeah, right, Carl. Topeka is an amazing city. That's all I gotta say. Okay, I don't want to. <laughs> Carl says the residents of Topeka can write to Ted Davis and Care YouTube. It's a beautiful city. <laughs> kick the tourism up okay the next page is we talk about jack kirby on this station all the time and this is probably uh, when i found this i'm like oh this is awesome we got to do this for the book or for the show so these are all the comparisons of the people that oh, used yeah. his work now on the bottom here we won't go through the rest of them but you can see even superman was impacted by this the demon uh that yeah. jack kirby did yeah, uh, was actually I'm going to read the uh, the cropping of this here. It says even the great Jack Kirby borrowed from Hal Foster in 1937. Prince Valiant dons a uh, demonic mask made up of the skin of a duck and even <laughs> uses quills for fangs. In 1972, Kirby's demon comic book for DC Comics uh, made its debut. Kirby openly admitted to the homage and acknowledged Hal Foster's inspiration. How about that? Uh, yeah, fantastic. Isn't that cool? Now check this one out. You know this yeah, one. Yeah, we saw that, so, didn't we? Yeah, so there you are. So Hal Foster's 1929 Tarzan and Bob Kane's Batman. The mm. panels from Detective Comics number 31. Interesting, isn't it? Ten years later. Yeah. So it gives you a... You, you, you see that you don't realize who you're going to inspire. And look what this guy did. Yeah, he was he was phenomenal, prolific even. But look what happened. Look what he looked the of the generations that he in he really did. He affected all of us. Yeah. I mean, across the globe. So, um, Rosetta. Yeah. Wow. So it gives you an idea how. I mean, these guys were epic. We'll do a show on Rosetta too, but just incredible. I think we'll have to do another one on Foster, never mind Frazetta. What's that? We'll have to do another one on Foster, never mind Frazetta. Yeah, right, right. Look at that. Oh. Just, I mean, I could just, we could just shut up and just look at the pictures. You know, probably everybody <laughs> would enjoy that more. Okay, now this one's an interesting one. This one, um, this is the only original color Tarzan piece Foster ever created was for Eric Bergman. And Eric was a friend of him. Uh, the one that he went um, canoeing with and, you know, all these things when he was younger. And it was published. This is the first time it's been published in its actual size. Wow. 
Um, and it says to Eric Jr. from Tarzan's uncle, H. Foster. So I think the comics code would have a problem with that drawing, wouldn't they? I think so. But I think it's great. It's brilliant. I've seen the the, mm -hmm. the illustration there on top left, that's a that's a very sort of famous one, isn't it? Where the guys yes. the where they're all into the yeah, yeah into yeah. the uh, river there. It's brilliant. That reminds me of Don Lawrence's work in Trigon Empire. Yes. Yes. One of the things too that I, I read, um, Hal, Hal said that the ocean never left, the sea never left his mind. He always talked about the sea uh, growing up, even though he wasn't right. by the ocean, but you know, it was such an impactful thing in Halifax growing up there. It Every, every uh, day he thought of the ocean, which I, or water is what he said. Always yeah. thought about water. I mean, look at this. Look at, it's just, it's incredible. I mean, that that girl to the looks like Captain America with a shield and a here, yeah, star, right? stars and stripes. So above, uh, it's a hope it's a girl. Yeah, hope so too. Uh, let's see. Above left, uh, source unknown from the collection of the Museum of Cartoon <laughs> Art. Um, right is Merlin from the National Society of Cartoonists portfolio. Yeah, he was very much, I mean, uh, King Arthur was huge in his, you know, any of the myths like that. But look at some of this oh, stuff. I mean, it's incredible. Look at those steps. Right? Wow. You just, it, this, see, this sort of stuff just makes me want to go and do something else, you know. It's, look at that Union Pacific, that top left one there. That yeah, right? I mean, like, it's gorgeous. Looks like, looks like that's Devil's a, Tower, That's a postcard, it? man. You know, I mean... Yeah. It looks like Devil's Tower in Close Encounters. It does. It does. It's fabulous. So, I'd, love to I see, mean, I'd love to see the originals of these. Right. Right. Um, hey, we got uh, Omniversal in the house, too. Good morning. Um, okay. So just the wide variety of what he did, though, uh, it's it's pretty remarkable. I mean, I love this. The lighting in yeah. this is just, yeah. I can see a lot of Magnolia in that. Yeah. Um, and then the very subtle beauty in this. I mean, this too, this is, I mean, they're, it's ghostly. You know, this is just this yeah. is remarkable. Look at the way the little guy on the left with the Jack the Giant Killer is standing. All right. Yeah. The, the, way, the, the way he's just standing with that sword, it's so much bigger than he is. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Fabulous. And then he got into a lot of the covers. Oh, George Lucas again there. Look, them snow speeder thing, what they're called in Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. They look, look like that, don't they? Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Wow. But, show, you know, shows you the magnitude of how many people. I mean, he was he was just so prolific. Crazy. And this is where I wanted to get into a lot of the stuff that he did. Because the colors, you miss that in a lot of the black and whites that he did. Yeah. The color work that he, the color control he had was pretty remarkable. Look at that flag on that left page, top right, bringing you back into the picture. Top right. That? Sorry. On the, on the left on page, left on page. Yep. yep. Top right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The way, the, the way that yeah, flag brings you, bring, brings you back and the, and the lines of the rigging sent, take you up and it comes around again. Fabulous. That's, yeah. That's a good, you've got a good eye. Eagle eye, man. Beautiful. Because yeah. it is, this is beautiful, but it's lost. You, you yeah, really tend to that's look right. up. That's right. Even though you have this carry, you know, of the clouds in that, this brings you right 
back down. This is interesting too, the way that the uh, yeah, that's right, the, yep. the points and everything on the compass. Yep, fantastic. And then he got into a few of the Christmas uh, deals. I and again, look what you know. There's all this white, <laughs> kind of yeah. cheated a little bit there, but beautiful. And then the well, simple. I mean, that's he's using beautiful. the white, isn't he? Yeah, beautiful. And again, this, look, this, this is gorgeous too. I mean, you you've yeah. seen you've seen birch trees like that. I mean, that's just gorgeous. It's fantastic. That one on the page there with the snow, it, it's a circle, isn't it? It just brings you around yeah. all the time. Yep. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and it you know, that's <laughs> when you've got diversity in art like this, I really I, I appreciate the artist even more. <clears throat> I mean, you saw the original inks on some of this stuff, but look, I mean these were these are used in all kinds of uh promotional things for the canadian mounties yeah um i mean the horse look at that it's just and you can see neil adams in that right yeah it's, it's wonderful yeah it's not quite dudley do right that's for sure you see i, I don't, don't think i don't think you can learn that i think you i think you you do it you know so Car Carl said he, holy moly, we had the red card with the Magi. <laughs> Let's go back. <laughs> Did you? You had this when you're growing? That's cool. There you go. Isn't that something? All right. Uh, how are we doing on time? I know we're, we're dragging on a bit. Okay, this is one of the ones I wanted to show you. I mean, that. no wonder it took him a week to do that. I mean, it's incredible. And they're massive. They're big pieces. Yeah. He's an architect as well. Look at that building. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's quite remarkable. So uh, it says here, Foster created Prince Valiant montage um, for the print that was limited to only 100 copies, provided Ooh. courtesy. So you can imagine what that's worth now. Wow. 100 copies. Where's Beautiful. the artwork? What about the artwork? Where's that? I, well, I don't know. I'm not sure. Provided courtesy of the Ohio State University. So they might have the original. They might have the original. Wow. Um, I hope it's on the show. I hope we can all appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that he's got quite a few. Um, I, I know that people do show his work. I know that. Uh, <laughs> private collectors. I know that they do. Periodically, I don't know if the DIA had one, but I know that some of the uh, some of his art has made it over to that. I'll move it along here. Here's some of the Prince Valiant stuff. And that's the squares. That's what I remember. I remember the size of the, yeah. the strip the when, I was, yeah. when I was a kid. And the colors, you know, they're always bright yellow, bright red. You know, that yeah, the, the, the thing the thing that I noticed about these early this early stuff like this, and like with Hergier with Tintin, yeah, they're not they're not just thrown together. There's a definite consciousness about the way the layout appears and everything. They're not just thrown down. And I think that's because he's doing a whole page yeah yeah you know if it's just like a, a little cartoon thing it's it, easy to helen do. was uh helen was quite his editor apparently uh he, he would write certain words that didn't fit sometimes so she's oh, like eh, no you gotta pull that out must be something so, in that word helen that name helen yeah maybe that could yeah. be look at that, that. could be <laughs> and that you know i enjoy this too i mean because it's yep. simple it's detailed here but it's i mean it's absolutely simple um okay let's jump jump ahead a little bit here thanks for everybody sticking along with us just to give you another idea of the uh i mean artwork's gorgeous some of the stuff that he did um you know the the movie prince valiant uh who was it um 
Oh shoot, forgot his name. Robert Wright Wagner was uh in the movie. Right. And I mean, look at the chainmail on this man. Look at the sphere in that guy's eyes. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. But this, I mean, this is you this has been used a lot in comics. You have um you even uh even uh, Kirby's Captain America. I mean, you can see the the line the this this work. I mean, I, at least I see it. I see it. Yeah. There yeah. you go. God, That's very very Wallywood. Oh yeah. Look at the way that girl in the center of the right hand page, right hand page, the set right no the center of the, the yeah the way she's looking to the side to see around right. the girl's head. Right. Do you understand what I mean? Like she's not sure. just looking straight on. Crazy. Wow. And that guy Crazy. next to her, that guy next to her looks a bit like Carl Witzman, doesn't he? <laughs> right. Just needs a cigar in hand. <laughs> I think Carl's got a crown like that too. Hey yeah. Donna, what do you think? <laughs> He's probably been crowned by yeah. Donna. <laughs> yeah, probably. A few times, yeah. Without <laughs> so this is one thing too. He was extremely um detail oriented, like I said. So he would go and he'd go to armories and he'd go find um style. I mean, he would really just he was just a student always. He would yeah. go in and figure out how these things fit and, you know, pretty amazing stuff. I mean, I, true, he was really, he really chronicled a lot of things in an art form that I, I don't think people realize the, the genius of it until later, but pretty awesome. And this, and this was a, this was rejected. I mean that's a beautiful. Yeah, piece. well, it's ru it's rubbish, isn't it? So get oh, rid yeah. of that one. Go and draw I, I, it again. Right. Go and spend another week doing another one. <laughs> I mean, that's a beautiful piece. I mean, the reflection work. I mean, just gorgeous. And just the way that the, the sail splits the drawing in two. Oh, I all know. That, all that all that detail, and then nothing, and then detail again. Fabulous. I mean, and, black, a, and the way the boat, the way the boat is black with the shadow or you know you can see wow. it waiting into the water oh. like how it waits down into the water i mean yeah. it's, it's crazy oh damn and you want you want to know about the city here you want yeah. you, you want to walk the streets you know it's crazy fabulous yeah a canadian yankee in king arthur's court so <clears throat> now um what he would do, and this is really cool, uh, he would make little tiny cartoons for his wife for anniversaries, for births of the children, and everything like that. Just fantastic. Um, it, it's just, I really, I think that he was a, just a very charismatic person. That uh, I mean, look at this. <laughs> I love that. Greetings from the. That's that's great. That's just fantastic. <laughs> Um, I remember my dad would make, uh, they would make their own greeting cards every year, uh, since he was a graphic artist too. And he would take photography, you know, uh, photographs of the family and put them in really funny, uh, yeah. montages and stuff and send them out. Um, yeah. So I, that might be something of the era too, of what, uh, we should, I, you know, I'm going to start bringing that back. I usually give art for, you know, art workouts, my family for Christmas, but, um, I I you know, I've never yeah. bought a, a Christmas card, a birthday card in my life. I always no? draw. I, no, I always draw something for people. Excellent. I do it for the neighbors at Christmas and all that. They all look forward to seeing the. Oh yeah, stuff. I would too. I would too. 
I keep saying to them, these are unique. You better keep holding them. They'll be worth millions of pounds one day. And they just yeah, don't come. That's well, <laughs> truth. That is the truth, man. Um, yeah. So anyway, you get an idea of the of the man here and the artist. The spoils of war. Okay, let's see what that one's about. Okay. There, this is a nice... I mean, this yeah. is incredible. Uh, he talks about... Um, they talk about a lot of the awards that he won. A lot of these awards, uh, some of them I don't think are still around anymore. But uh, Carl said that he found this book on eBay for 28 bucks. Not sure if it's signed, though, etc. Yeah, if you can find this for $28, do it. This is definitely, if you're a Hal Foster fan, this is definitely one. For 28 bucks, you can't yeah. even get it shipped. I mean, that's if excellent. Go, if you're going to look at that left-hand page at the, at the top, the establishing panel at the beginning. Yeah. right. You, you, do, you do an establishing shot. He draws a city. Yeah, right. Right. He, doesn't, he doesn't do some That's dude walking up the road. The, he draws the, the ultimate city. splash page, right? <laughs> yeah. The ultimate splash page. That yeah. and that's, you know, and these 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 things that we see here are things that have evolved into our our comic books. I mean, it's it's really when you look back on it and you see how, you know, you you see Mike Mignola get inspired by Kirby or other people get inspired by Kirby, and then you see the people that inspired Kirby. It's like, wow, you know, who inspired Hal Foster? You know, who's that's next, you know, who, you know, it's crazy. Um, and this is powerful too. I mean, the, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like I said before, there's a lot of Don Lawrence in there. Oh yeah. Oh the yeah. Trigon Empire stuff. I love this. Oh, <laughs> Look at that smoking, stance. Smoking it's his wife. I mean, that's just brilliant, do, man. I love that. Do you know what the caption for that is? His wife saying, how you look really stupid in that smoking. In that, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> I'm out this one, Othello. Wow. George, George, uh, who is it? George Wonder did that cartoon of him. But yeah, so here are all the different. Um, it's pretty remarkable uh, how many different people wrote to him to to say congratulations. I mean, everybody from Walt Disney. Charles Schultz uh, congratulated him on awards that he's won. Uh, yeah. And then you get, uh, it's just, it's, 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 he's just, he's so good. There's another artist that Russell uh, will know what I mean when I say this, but there's a lot of Ron Embleton in there as well. Hmm. Oh, a lot of Hal Foster in Ron Embleton. Ron Embleton used to draw Stingray and things like that, TV 21. Uh, he needs. He does all these um, characters through the ages as well. He's very good at doing costumes and guns and all that kind of thing. Got it. Uh, uh, armor and all that. Jody McPhee asked, uh, "I wonder why it was rejected." I don't know. I think that you know, there's maybe there wasn't enough detail. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I who who would reject this work? I mean, it's gorgeous. I don't know how they. I don't know who was the. Uh, you know, this is great. I love this one. So it's come out, sir. Uh, Philip and fight like a man. I can't bust her. These iron pants are rusted on. <clears throat> Possibly one of the most recognized renditions of Prince Valiant ever created by Hal Foster. Yeah. Yeah. And now this is beyond Camelot. So this is, um, this is, is, that, is that Princess Grace is with that? I believe so. This is when it went to Hollywood. So, you know, you're talking about selling rights and talking about, you know, optioning and everything else. This is before all that stuff happened. I mean, this is 
This is big time. I mean, this look is at, old look at Hollywood. That. Look at that. James Mason. Yeah. Janet Lee. Janet Lee. Robert, Robert Wagner. Wagner. I mean, and, come on, dude. Well, <laughs> really? And Sterling Hayden. I think you've made it. When you've got the, one of those names on your poster for your right. character, I think you've and made then, it. You're doing the artwork and the set designs and all this other stuff that you've made it. <laughs> and then this is man's theater. You've been there. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I just amazing stuff. And there he is with Robert Wagner. Here's one of the sets. It's incredible. I mean, just in insane. Um, some of the promo stuff that they had, some of the uh, gear and yeah, it's crazy. You know, whenever you see a picture, Robert, Wagner, he's, he always looks 25 even now, doesn't he? He does. He does. <laughs> and then they talk about, uh, I mean, right here, he's got uh, Al gets pointers from Victor uh, Mature. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's that crazy. He, I mean, oh. look at this. I mean, he's got um, Milton Burl, <laughs> Ted Mack from NBC. Um, the guy that does the voice for Popeye, he's at a dinner with them. I mean, the, he, he knew a lot of people in Hollywood, apparently. But interesting stuff. Babe Ruth. He had dinner with Babe Ruth. Wow. And the actor, um, Jimmy Halto, he was in a, quite a few movies. Uh, I think he was in uh, Meet Joe Black. Or no. Meet John Doe. Meet John Doe. He was, he was in a lot of movies back in the 40s. And that. Pretty crazy, but... Uh, here's uh, he, King of uh, England, Prince uh, Valiant's biggest fan, Edward, Duke of Windsor. Oh, when yeah. He, when he came to the States, when he married wow. the... Wow. Yeah, that woman, so, Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, the, first, the first Megan. Yeah. Well, there you are. Come on. I'm glad you're not I'm glad you're not upset. That's good, man. All right, good. All right. Anyway, <clears throat> no, he was, he, was, uh, he was an interesting fellow. We should do a show on him. That whole thing, but this is uh goes through. They I didn't realize they were avid uh, hunters in that. That's kind of cool. This is the things I was talking about. So every year he would do renewal of lease uh, on one heart, and he would give it to his <laughs> wife for their anniversary, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Um, and talk. You know, it, I just love this. I mean, it's if you're an artist, stuff. you know, I I fall short from this a lot because I should do more artwork for Christine. Um, but this, I can totally, yeah, yeah that is yeah. totally justified well, just if we for can, me. If, I mean, if, I get it totally. If, right? if we're allowed to plug our magazine, Comics Unlimited, number yeah. 11, out now, you'll understand that prop because I've written a, a, an article about Ross Kirby. You know what? You've read it, Ted. You, you've you, know, written you know what I mean? The article about Roz. This is yeah. one that will be basing everybody else's take on Roz. It puts them all to shame. This is going to be the the true north of it all. Wow. It's a great, great article. It talks about Roz as the person that she was. And yeah, you guys, if, if any reason you'd want to get uh, the book uh, to be a fan of Kirby's one thing, but to be a fan of Roz Kirby, that would be definitely one reason to, to get the book. Um, yeah, so he talks about his kids. Um, it took a man, a maid, and a knight, but we finally made it. Baby. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, these are very creative. Very, very creative. 
yeah so you get an idea i don't know um i know that there's a few other there's a lot of people in here that uh, talk about the that were in, involved uh with him through his career um knights of the drawing table um i mean this is great my valentine look at her she hasn't changed in 50 years got the baseball <laughs> bat fantastic yeah uh and then this talks about 1971 well, he retired then didn't he uh yes uh, well he had arthritis pretty bad so he yeah. had it was starting to affect his work and when you get to that point it's you know how do you how do you do it but it goes through um the different people that were affected by him wally wood uh what? talks it gives a basic rundown of that hmm? wayne boring as well yes yes and they've very interesting the way that they wrote these uh gray morrow uh yeah. he said that he only met him once um uh, when he interviewed for the assistance position, uh, that he was talking about 1971. So, um, yeah, look at this. I mean, it's just too good, isn't it? Yeah. We asked which panel in the past 30 years has he been most proud of. Murphy picked this one. So John Cullen Murphy uh, was <laughs> uh, the the guy. He was the guy that after um, that took care of Prince Valley. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that was one of the ones that he thought was the best. Could you imagine what a great honor to be given the task of following this? But could you imagine then, you know, you you accept the honor and you're looking forward to it, then all of a sudden you're looking at a blank page and this is and this has gone before. Yeah, right. It's like it's like going on stage. It's like going on stage after Elvis. I mean, how do you how do you do that? You know what I mean? Elvis yeah. open for you. Yeah. Um, oh dear. Look at that. So they talk about uh, his passing. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> Pretty amazing stuff. Um, well, he had a good time. He was 89 when he died. So he, he didn't yeah. do so bad. Yeah, he had oh, a good look run. At, look he at had a that great run. You know, pencil what? work. Right? Yeah. Look I know that's. That. And look at the numbers on the bottom. He's got everything on here. I mean, it's. I love that. What does it say? It says a okay. simple Hal Foster's layouts um, for page 1990, uh, for number 1990, which he give uh, he gave to John Colin Murphy. He gave it to him. He, so. He, he, so Murphy got his art. He doesn't have to do anything, does he? No, he I think he gave, he gave it to him as a gift, bro. Oh. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was. I gave it him his layouts for, for a page he had to do. Jeez. Yeah, he put it on Look a light that. table, traced it, right? Yeah, right. He probably wouldn't even have to do that. <laughs> yeah. So this this really struck home. This one was awesome. It's a thank you letter. Um, but it's it's after yeah. he passed away. Uh, it's to to his wife, to uh, Hal Foster's wife, uh, Ray Bradbury wrote, and he said, um. I've just learned about Harold's passing this week and wanted to write you this brief letter to let you know what you already know, but it's worth repeating how much he meant to me through most of my life. Uh, starting when I was 11 in 1932, when Tarzan first appeared in the Sunday color comics sections of the newspaper around the country, I was totally enchanted by Harold Foster's work. It helped change my life forever. I collected every single Tarzan Sunday page and then commenced collecting Prince Valiant to, uh, in 1937 and went on collecting it for a good 35 years or more. 
Your husband's work was and is uh, will remain an inspiration to all of us who care without quality, excuse me, care about quality and imagination in abundance. Uh, God rest his dear, talented soul. I remember him always. How about that? And the, these, this is just one of many that were sent to, uh, to Mrs. Foster. So interesting stuff. Um, yeah. How about that? Huh? Getting a letter from Ray Bradbury. Yeah. Well, you can um, see he's well thought of, can't you? Absolutely. National Cartoonist Society, Bill Keane. Well, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, and then uh, Hal, Hal ended up, he was actually a pretty good wordsmith. I was, I was pretty surprised. Um, but it, I don't know that he, I mean, obviously he must, he knew he was getting up in years. And, but uh, really, uh, I think he was quite a poet too. So to say the well, least. I don't know if you can see that or not. If you guys yeah, want to get a screenshot yeah. of that, get oh, a screenshot that, yeah. of that if you want. Yeah, got it. You guys can read that at your leisure. But yeah, it's a it was it's a very good book. It's uh, he died July twenty fifth, nineteen eighty two. When did Helen die? Do we know? I, that? Don't, I don't know. I don't know if it if it stated that. We should probably look that up. Wow. Uh, but gives you an idea of uh, of the man and the artwork that he provided. We're getting into the sketchbook now. <clears throat> That's what I wanted to show you guys. The little bit more of the collector's uh, edition portfolio. That's him as a younger man. Just to finish up, uh, well, a little bit over an hour. Thanks, guys, for sticking along with us. Just give you an idea of what his artwork was like. I like the way the narrative is all through the strip, so to speak, yes, instead of, instead absolutely. of been involved it, into it. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, instead of being each, of each panel. Yep. So that's wonderful. Yep. It's, uh, I just, I, I just, the control of shadow, I mean, the weight of it all, I mean, the brickwork, I mean, look at this, the block work on the walls and all this, yeah. it's incredible. And the architecture, the windows, and I, I just I love the precision of it all. It's almost uh, they're like they were taken for photographs. It's crazy, in some of the regards. But yeah, oh, look at this. That's oh. just fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Mark Twain. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Now, here we go. Here's some of the stuff he did when he was first starting out. That's incredible. Douglas Fairbanks Jr., Prince Valiant. Crazy. Look at this. I mean, just gorgeous. Well, what a fantastic book you've got there. That's yeah. brilliant. Pretty interesting stuff. Yep. Wonderful. Yeah. I was, uh, like I said, very happy to receive that. And thanks again, Pete, for letting, uh, letting us do that. Let's get back over to this. 
to see my ugly mug. Yeah, so now you get a, a feel for Hal Foster and his, at least one of his writing, uh, one of the books that uh, honors him. And but yeah, what a what a prolific guy. Um, yeah, you know we're looking at it now, and how many comics were inspired by him? Uh, the comic book industry inspired by him. So, and you know it's you don't you've you've heard his name possibly, but maybe didn't know exactly what he did. But wow, could he did you, it could, well. Did it could well. Could you imagine? Can you imagine? I'm, I'm presuming he would know this. Can you imagine how how you would feel, right? How you would feel if you knew that your artwork inspired someone to the caliber of Jack Kirby? It's all you could do is smile. I mean, that, that'd, you, that'd be I'll, enough, wouldn't it? That would be yeah, enough. Yeah. That you know, you amazing. look at, you know, it, it's at least I've seen this in my life. You you see a good teacher that has inspired kids, yeah. countless kids in, in classes, you know, the teacher, you know, the one that you had or whatever, how many, how many families were, were inspired by that one teacher because yeah they took that initiative. It's the same thing. That's the same energy that Hal Foster had or that Kirby had, or even if they didn't know, you know, well, amazing yeah, stuff. Yeah, because I, stuff. you know, my, my trip to Rapa Nui was inspired mm. by Mr. Clarkson from school. Yes, that's that's uh, why just, I brought it up. Yeah, just just think yeah. of all the books that he could have brought in that day to show us, and he brought that one. He, he could have brought a million others. Yeah, and I wouldn't have ever probably gone there, and that kind of thing it was always in the back of my mind. And I was always really sad that he died just before I went. Yeah, he died with just. Be, I just wish I could have giving him a copy of my book and just say thanks to him it's right. it is dedicated to him uh but i just wish i could have i'm not seen him for 50 years you know so mm -hmm. I, I don't know where he was or anything but i did learn that he, he only died a couple of years before i went so yeah that inspiration is, is it's a wonderful thing to inspire things people to onto things and he might not have uh known about that either you know your your inspiration well he wouldn't he wouldn't really because he he, he, right. he, he he might not even remember reading that book Right to to us, but if he did, I mean, how, how good would that be if somebody would have come to you fifty years later and said, "Look, I did this because of you and his." Yeah, I've written I've written a book about it. It would have been right, you know, and have letters to prove it too. You know, like yeah. Hal did. Yeah, God, could you imagine? You know, and this you get, while he, while you're alive. I mean, you're getting you're seeing these Charles Schultz writing letters and yeah, God, and, and you, you get imagine? a letter. And you get a letter from the you know Ray Bradbury. I mean, how good is he? You know, and. and and he's with all those people at dinner and yeah, well, it's, well, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, to, you know, so it goes to show, you know, people that uh, it, I heard a saying that, you know, we're planting trees that will never be under their shade. And that's yeah. something that, you know, if, if more people live like that in the world, wow, yeah. what a, yeah. what a difference our world would be, you know? Um, thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, go on about an hour about Hal Foster. Check out everything we're doing with Comics Unlimited. Feel free to get on Amazon, uh, Glenn B. Fleming's page, and pick a copy up. Uh, it's getting to be the holiday season. Check out everything uh, we're doing on Ted Davies Artistry as well. I appreciate your time, man. This has been a great show. Yeah, I'm glad well, that everybody stuck with us. Thank you guys. Like and share this out. We appreciate it. Great. We're going to have to revisit, I think, Hal Foster. This, this a little bit, bit more in depth. A bit yeah. more to be said, yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll do just artwork on it, just you yeah. know, talk more about in yeah. depth on him um, in general. But thank you guys. Uh, we are going to be off uh, next week because of the holiday. Uh, it's Thanksgiving in the States. So so we'll be returning uh, the first week 
uh, I think it's what is it the first well end of end of week November first week of December so yeah we'll be back so thanks again guys we will talk to you soon do something good for somebody check out some of uh, Prince Valiant work or Tarzan yeah. while you're out there so we'll talk to you soon thanks again see you later. Welcome to the Comics Unlimited podcast with your hosts, Glenn B. Fleming and Ted Davis.